two guests. We were supposed to have one, and then and that was gonna be Michael. And then we logged onto the Zoom, and Richard was also in the room, and he was apparently gonna sit in the background, silent the whole time. And I was like, we can't do that, absolutely not. So we have Richard and Michael on the podcast today. Welcome, you guys. Very happy to have you. I'm looking forward to hearing all the French stories. Um, Acacia's told me some about them, but it's gonna be fun to get all three perspectives now. Hey, thanks for having us. I'm glad to be on. Thank you, guys. It's my big pleasure. Thank you. I hope you're going to have a really nice time with us. Okay. So, Michael, I know you're also studying abroad from ASU, right? I am. Yeah. How did you get interested in France? What led you here? So, my great-grandparents actually lived in Paris. So, that's how I initially started learning French. And then, initially, I was supposed to study abroad in Lyon. But my study abroad advisor, I don't think is very good at their job. So they didn't realize. <laughs> None of them are really good. You know? yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they didn't realize that the study abroad contract with Université Lumière in Lyon was actually expired. So I had to decide at the last minute if I wanted to go to Toulouse or to Aix. So mm-hmm. I decided to go to Aix because I could actually take classes in French. So oh, yeah, because the existing program with Lyon is just classes in English or French language classes, but not mm-hmm. classes taught in French. It is nice. Are you minoring in French? No, I'm not. Oh, just Michael is a hobbyist, a French hobbyist, self-taught. Wow. I, so you didn't really even need class credit. You're just doing it for the experience. Yeah. I'm an extreme casual, just for fun. Okay. Well, that's nice. He's super fluent, though, and very well known of the culture here. Oh. Have you been, like, learning from your grandparents? Or it's all been, like, after visiting? No, it was my great-grandparents, so sadly I didn't get to meet them. Um, So mostly it was while I was learning French in the States, and then, you know, a lot of boots on the ground learning. Yeah. That's awesome. And then Richard, what about you? What's your uh, story? So uh, for context, actually, I, I suppose that most of the audience will be from the United States. So I, I come from Czech Republic, which is a small country in the middle of Eastern or in, in the middle of Eastern Europe. And uh, yeah, basically, Aix-en-Provence was a very nice option for me because I also studied French for quite a long time and I wanted to develop and it was also the possibility to live close by to the sea, which I always tried, wanted to try. So that's how I ended up here. And um, yeah, that's why I'm here. Yeah. And please excuse nice. me. And then did you grow up speaking English or you learned it in school or everyone just knows it there? So my mother actually studied uh, French for quite a long time and she had um, her, uh, she, she spent some quite a lot of time in France, actually, in her youth. So she speaks very well and she always uh, guided me in that path. And I've started to learn uh, the language since I was 11, but I'm still on the, not the level I should be after so many years of studying. Uh, so I wanted to come here and make the final step actually to to finally put it on a, on a sort of like good level. That's yeah, awesome. and then with English, did you learn in school then? Yeah, yeah, we are in Czech Republic. We are studying uh, English when we are eight years uh, or something mm-hmm. like that. I wasn't, I'm, I would, I would still wouldn't say I'm, I'm uh, on a like good level, but I developed most actually not by learning in school, but actually by working in a hostel. 
where I was uh, forced to speak all the time, actually not with only the visitors, but also with my colleagues. And uh, that was when I was 15 years old. And that was, I think I made the biggest, biggest step in my uh, language development. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know awesome. that story. That's a new, that's a new story. That's cool. But no, Richard, give yourself more credit. Your English is great. You're like every other European where you're like, my English sucks, but you actually are fluent. Yeah, so give my, yourself more credit. Michael told me I have an Eastern European accent. So that's when am I? Uh, <laughs> you have an accent, <laughs> obviously, because it's not your first language, but you speak very well. Okay, so please... Dear audience, excuse my my accent, and uh, I hope you have a really nice time. <laughs> I'd like yeah, to, and Michael, stop bullying Richard. That's not nice. I'd like to preface that by saying he asked if he had an accent, and I said yes. <laughs> Everyone has an accent. Even if it's your native language, you have an accent. There's nothing to be sad about if you have an accent. That is true. Are you guys both 20... Something, 21, 20-ish. I'm 34. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Michael's also... 21. We celebrated his 21st birthday here. We got a giraffe. It was just the three of us, actually, because it was like a Tuesday night and no one was here or available. So the three of us went and celebrated Michael's birthday and got him a giraffe, which is like a huge beer boot. And he got oh. to sell four pints. Um, and me and Richard drank most of that because I don't like beer. I had like half a pint. Nice. Yeah. So Richard and Acacia made me pay for my own beer on my 21st <laughs> No, we didn't. We literally uh -oh. didn't. So how does it make you feel that I literally paid 44 euros for 3.5 liters of beer? Great. On my 21st birthday. I felt great. I you know what? I gave Richard a hard time because he never fucking lets us pay for anything. And then he didn't pay for your birthday beer and he drank half of it with you. So, Richard, that was really low of you. I didn't drink anything, so I wasn't going to pay. I probably would have chipped in. But, Richard, that was that was on you, honestly. Yeah, it's on me and I still feel great. You <laughs> <laughs> still feel great? Well, you know... Yeah, Michael's just constantly in debt to me because of the trips, because he's in charge of transportation and I'm in charge of hostels. And since usually the hostels are booked beforehand, I'm the one in debt at the beginning and then it gets paid off throughout the trip. So, yeah, I think we're, you paid off like 10, how much did you pay off today? No, A I'm, good I'm 15 back. euros. I'm paying back, yeah. Michael, by the invitation to the wedding of my friend, which I told you. Okay, you know, that's good. I was talking to him today. Michael and I went to the park today to study, and we did no studying. We just talked and ate lunch. <laughs> but um, I told him that, because I'm not going to be here, Richard. So I said that you should take Michael as your plus one, because I can't come anymore. But I was the original plus one. I would like to make that very clear. Whose wedding is this? Who's getting married? My very good friend. Uh, back in home, back in Czech Republic, he has a wedding on 24th of July in a very small village, which I can maybe share the details about. So, <laughs> yeah. I would I would love to say that you're all welcome. Unfortunately, you're not. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can make a trip out to Europe right now. But thanks, <laughs> thanks for the thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, you're not going to have any American wedding crashers. Don't worry, Richard. Uh, so, are you guys flying there together then? For like a weekend? 
I don't think I'll be going to the wedding because I'll be flying back to the U.S. at the time that the wedding's going on. He's still got the invitation, though. Richard, I thought it was June 24th. That's what I thought, too. Is it July 24th? (laughs) Okay, glad we got that sorted out. (laughs) What other trips do you guys have planned? Or what trips have you gone on? Have the three of you gone on any trips together? No, we have not done a trip, the three of us, but I think Richard and Michael, you guys have only done Switzerland together, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, tell us about your Switzerland trip. Um, Switzerland trip. Preface this by saying that Switzerland is my favorite country on the planet. Wow. Initially, we were supposed to spend, I was supposed to be there for two, three nights. We ended up being there for five. Um, Because we were staying at Richard's friend's apartment in Crans, Montana. Which Which I've been to, which is really funny because it's a tiny little ski village, like in the middle of the mountains. And somehow they ended up there. So I thought that was a funny coincidence. I mean, I I think it's a pretty well-known ski resort, but it is pretty interesting that we were both in that same little town because it's not that big. That's Um, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So we, Richard invited me to go there for a music festival. Uh, It was just like a, your standard European techno festival, except it was at the top of the ski station, which was at like 10, 11,000 feet. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool. You know, the venue was pretty, pretty ideal. Um, so that took up one night. We were initially trying to go skiing, but um, as the kids say, my ass was too fat. <laughs> and I could not fit into ski pants. And they would kidding. not. No, I'm not kidding. No, my he's dead. Too fat. And I could not get ski pants. I literally, we were trying to. Like squeeze him into his <laughs> and he wouldn't go. He wouldn't go. Out. And I told he him could. he should get women's pants because they allow more cake. Mm. That's so, so interesting. I I tried five different pairs of ski pants. <laughs> However, comma these people that we were staying with were just not as big as I am. So, oh man. Frankly, it Michael didn't. is also just a large man by European standards. Like most Europeans are not Michael sized. Yes. So and their ass is not Michael sized either. <laughs> apparently, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, not many American men have Michael sized ass. <laughs> right, but he's really. We need to knock him down a couple pegs. He's really, really excited about this. But Good no, it's true. That. So. We hiked yeah. a couple of the days. One day we went to Zermatt and saw the Matterhorn. Mm. And then one night was just for the festival. And our last day, we went up to the top of the mountain, yeah. which was situated at 3,000 meters, so about 12,000 feet. Yeah, Glacier. Very mm. good. Yeah. And we also had a very nice uh, Swiss dinner with two Americans, two other Americans actually, and uh, one Swiss girl, which was very interesting. Yeah, we have very lot of 
loads of interesting stories from that dinner actually <laughs> oh i was about really? to ask were there any interesting stories from the trip but it's just from the dinner nothing from the trips no travel mishaps or interesting situations other than yeah. ass not fitting yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as i love to tell acacia that i love to go with the wind even though that is the case i do make sure that i get to my location on time so, yes he's punctual he's i'll give him that he's punctual so even though i was late to this zoom I'm usually on time to most things. Yeah, are we blaming Richard for being late to the Zoom, or what's your excuse? So, we were sitting on the bridge that is between the Renaissance Hotel and mm. that connects to the city center. Come on, listeners mm-hmm. will not know what is Renaissance Hotel. So. No, but it doesn't, no, I need to know, though. That's is important information for me. And I had finished my pint of beer, because we... Got pints of beer at Bachabier and and stole them and left and stole them and left naturally. And we were the cups up... are plastic, it's not a big deal. Yeah, like they buy those cups and like buy the hundreds, like they, mm-hmm. they're prepared for people to steal them. They stopped giving out glass, they stopped years ago. There's lots of necessary ago. details, I would say. <laughs> All right, Richard. Would this like is how storytelling story? goes. This is how storytelling goes with Michael, though. So, continue. I wouldn't like to continue. Oh no! <laughs> Doesn't this remind you of Grace and Avantika? Oh yeah, same vibes. Yeah. I this, said they should meet. This is we should get the two of them on a podcast okay. together. Oh my goodness! This is how ADHD people tell stories. That there's no coherent, coherent sense. Anyways, comma. However, comma. <laughs> where was I? Bridge. You were sitting on the bridge. bridge. You hadn't on finished the, the pint. We were on the bridge. We were on the bridge, and I finished my pint like at least five minutes before Richard did, and I was waiting for him. And I told him I had to be back at eleven because that's the mm-hmm. time that Acacia told me that we were going to do this soon. Mm-hmm. So I was fully prepared to leave at 10.53, which left me more than enough time to get back to my apartment and log on to the Zoom. Mm-hmm. That did not happen because he still had about a quarter of the pint. He was in the process of smoking the last one-fourth of his cigarette and the last one-quarter of his pint he had to drink. And mm-hmm. it was 10.53. For the record, it wasn't because of the beer. If I would want to, I would just sip it into myself and we could go. But we were in the middle of a very interesting topic to discussion to discuss about. So that was the main issue. That's also okay. Richard, you need to um you need to beg apologies then. Okay. I like from Michael? No, to Avantika and I for making, for making I'm very lips. sorry then. I'm very sorry for KP. Thank you. No, we got one more guest on the podcast, so consider your apologies granted. Yeah, we it's, it's a twofer. Richard, do you know what a twofer is? Even I don't know what that is. Uh, you don't know what a twofer thank is? Thank you. I feel very I feel much better right now, actually. Michael, <laughs> like, do you know what a twofer one. is? Of course I know. No one says twofer. Yes, people say a twofer. Well, like nobody, two for one? Nobody says two for. People say two for. 
I said two fur. No, but Avantik has said two four. No, it's two fur. fur. So a two four one. A two four one. Do you know what BOGO is? That one's a hard one. Yeah, buy one. No, but it's used. That's used in shopping internationally. Yeah, Richard, what's BOGO? Oh my god, please don't do that to me. Richard, I literally (laughs) said it out loud, but you were checking Instagram. Ooh, why are you on Instagram, Richard? I didn't. <laughs> Can we follow our story, please? That was that's much more interesting. No, we finished the story. We finished the story. Okay, well, no, now you need Switzerland. To... Yeah, in Switzerland, was there an interesting story at dinner that like needs to be shared on the podcast? Should we say the the story about a vegan woman and the cat for dinner? Cat for dinner. <laughs> No. So there was a there was a there was a very interesting woman which was visiting our friends in their apartment actually, and mm. she's very strictly vegan, which I have absolutely nothing against, like mm-hmm. absolutely. But my friends warned me a little bit that she's very vegan, and please don't talk about anything related to meat eating actually in front. Okay. Of <laughs> and I was like, I'm absolutely okay, okay with that. But they told me this the evening before. She came uh, with her little little daughter and with her dog, and the dog came into the apartment. And he started just sniffing around and all these like he was very crazy and stuff like that. And my friend of they told they, they, they he told her that oh yeah he's sniffing because we had a we had a cat here we had a cat here like some time mm-hmm. ago actually mm-hmm. like oh yes you had a cat here ah okay okay. And I was, I must admit, I was a little bit drunk and I forgot that this woman is very strictly against eating meat. And I said, yeah, we had a kid for dinner here, actually. And I felt like it's very funny. <laughs> and she believed <laughs> and... you? <laughs> it wasn't that funny. But uh, gladly we went somehow over it and it wasn't, it wasn't that embarrassing as it sounds. But yeah, that's one of the like, stories. Michael's so very funny. unimpressed by that story. <laughs> I like the cat for dinner story. As long as she wasn't too offended, or you guys just like moved on quick. Uh, I think we somehow talked it over. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. uh, That's funny. Yeah. Avantika, of any of the stories I've ever told you, do you want to hear Michael's side of the story? (laughs) I do want to hear, because this is the. I think this is the most prominent one I remember. But when you were supposed to get on that bus and you ended up in a whole nother city and you were oh. trying to call Michael to get stuff figured out. I remember yeah. he was in that story. So I think that'd be cool to get the other side of it. Michael, what was it like to be on the other side of me sobbing on the phone about to miss the ski trip? Well, to be honest, I couldn't really do much to help you because my my Uber didn't work. It wouldn't allow mm-hmm. me to connect my phone number. And my mm-hmm. bolt was not working at the time for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. so I couldn't even call anything to help you because I know you didn't have either of the apps downloaded. I did have Uber, but I had the same problem as you. Yeah. Where it wouldn't let me verify my phone number and I didn't have bolt. So when I first got the phone call that you said you mm-hmm. were 20, 25 minutes away, however much it was, mm-hmm. I was like, how did that happen? Because... All you have to do is go into the WhatsApp chat of where the organizer of the event sent the address and click on mm-hmm. it. 
And she did explain in our previous, whenever we talked about the story, that instead of just copy pasting, she decided to type it in. So that's where the entire mishap came from. But I think she has learned her lesson now. She's shaking her head yes. So I think that's the original sin. You just have to go with the address that they they tell you to. Except if you don't, you will end up 25 minutes away in a small French town with no way to get to the ski bus. So yeah, yeah, that was managed to get there. That was made managed, because she only managed to get there because the bus was already 20 to 25 minutes late. And then mm-hmm. once the bus got there, I got the driver to wait for another 10 to 15 minutes. Okay, tell us about that. How'd you make that happen? Hugo, but Hugo was also our, like, poor guy. He was also very nice. Yes. Mm. So the organizer of the trip was very accommodating. Uh, Yes. They were very late leaving Marseille. So the first stop was Marseille. And then they were driving up through Aix to pick up most of the group. They hit some traffic in between Marseille and Aix. So they ended up being between 20 and 25 minutes late, um, which gave Acacia a lot of leeway, which she still missed to make the bus. But so honestly, it wasn't a huge problem to get the bus driver to stay there for a little bit longer because we were already going to be late. Like, to be honest, it didn't really make a huge difference in our And no one noticed. Literally no one noticed me being the last one on the bus, like, and that they had been sitting there for 10 minutes. Exactly. They just thought like, oh, this is just like something that's baked into the process. Like, there's no reason for us not to be sitting here right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It worked out perfect. Yes. And then I don't, and then I don't even think I've told the music festival story on the podcast. Have I want to go? Mm-hmm. not on the podcast no. <laughs> I, I think I, I was waiting I think I was waiting Michael do you how do you feel about being dragged, <laughs> dragged I, right I, I think audience would love to hear that if you're gonna drag <laughs> if you're gonna drag me for the music festival I want to drag you for Avignon okay you can drag me for Avignon first go ahead and drag me for Avignon because it actually no. is not nearly as bad Oh, there's no way here it could top it. Let's let the audience be the judge. I'm all ears. Yeah, I want to preface this too. This was our second trip, Michael. I think it was our second trip that we did. Okay, I will preface it and say that Avignon was not nearly as bad as the music festival. Like, not at all. I don't think the audience will have any debate in their minds. Okay, (laughs) but I'm still very intrigued now. So Avignon is a very small French city and you don't need more than a day to visit it, which is good because we only did it for a day. But we had a high-speed train to Lyon the next day at 7.30, 7.50, something like that in the morning. So pretty early. Mm-hmm. A little bit of drinking the night before and... That makes waking a up. A little bit of drinking. A bottle of wine each week. <laughs> right? Right. A little bit of drinking the night before makes dr- waking up and checking out of your hotel a little bit harder. And Just the a thing, tad. The thing with the Avignon uh, high-speed train station 
is that it's a couple kilometers out of town. So we wanted to catch a early train from the main train station in Avignon, the SNCF train station, to mm-hmm. the high-speed train station. The TGV, if you will. The TGV. From the SNCF mm-hmm. to the TGV. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that I was down in the lobby waiting for five to seven minutes for Acacia to come down, which caused us to miss our train by approximately 30 seconds. Oh, no. However, comma, I was waiting in the lobby for five to seven minutes, and we missed our train by... That was... That was really that's there's nothing worse than standing on the platform and seeing the train that you're just supposed to take pull away from the station um that was really tragic but michael you have to give me credit that i don't think you've ever had to wait in the lobby for me like before or after that like that was literally the only time and it was the worst possible outcome (laughs) It was. Before I let him continue what then the result of us missing the train was, I also wanted to give Michael credit that in the drunken stupor, Michael rolls over in bed and says, how are we getting to the TGV station in the morning? And I said, I don't know. Figure it out. Oh, no. So Michael figured out the bus situation for the morning. Thank God. After Um, having a whole bottle. Yeah, no, literally, Michael, you were asking me questions while I was comatose. And I was just like, yeah, okay. I was like, set the alarm forever and I'll be up. And then we probably should have said it about 10 minutes earlier because then I was slow. I wasn't, we weren't even hungover. It was just so late at night and I was tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had to wake up at around 5.45 to 6 o'clock. And we went to bed around maybe 12.45 to 1. So it's just like you know, a little bit of alcohol mixed with not a lot of sleep. That's a decent amount of sleep. But the alcohol mixed in with the sleep. It That's does. It makes it worse, Richard. Yeah. So the aftermath of us missing our train by 30 seconds was we had to walk 4.1 kilometers. Ooh. And I started the walk in three layers and ended it in one and was still sweating my ass off by the time we got to the TGV station. And this was January in France. Like, it was cold, but we were absolutely booking it. But we did four kilometers in 40 minutes. Like, that's like his ass. Yeah. (laughs) I, so, I took my suitcase well, no, I didn't have a suitcase. I took a case and had my bag just so we could haul a little bit faster. But it was yes. it was like 45 degrees outside. Like, it was cold. We were up before sun. We were walking. We watched the sunrise on the walk to the TGV station. Like, I think sunrise was just happening when we got there. But we actually tried to, like, call an Uber and everything. And it was just, like, we actually had a guy say he was coming. And then he never showed up. And we just had to take the L and decide to walk and we literally were walking this was an eight minute drive because we walked along the highway 
that takes you to the TJV station. So that was also just really depressing. So yeah, and my shoes were bad. So my feet were actually bloody from like, by the time we got to the TJV station, Michael took my suitcase so we could move faster. Um, And he was still moving faster than me because my feet were in such pain Um, with a huge backpack and my little suitcase. It was a little suitcase, but yeah, that was, that was wild. So what was the, you guys had enough time to like walk there and then get on the second train too? Yeah, because there was only one train. There was only one regional train to the high speed train station. So we were going to be really early for our high-speed train if we had caught the earlier train. It was just that was the only option, so we were going to take it. So luckily, things worked out that we had enough time to walk the 40 minutes to the station, but that was insane. Yeah, does not sound like a fun time. I, that's our That's been our worst mishap, though, on a trip, Michael. Like, there's never been anything worse than that. Yeah, I mean, we've never missed the transit, no has been really nice like we've always made it to the cities that we've been trying to go to yeah i think good because yeah i know this weekend we have a blah blah car oh we had the you know what that whole trip because remember the blah blah car to get to avignon was like a whole thing and there was like the convention center that we just like we got off on the freeway and then the buses weren't running because of the strikes that whole trip was actually a shit show because then there was grenoble which was nothing, Michael. That was that whole trip. Leon was the only thing that went well in that trip. Now that we think about it, which is Yikes. surprising because you would think that more people would be striking in Leon because it's the bigger city that we went to. Yeah, we were there on a good day, though. I I guess. Yeah, I mean, we were there on a Sunday, and, like, not much was going on. But, yes, everything was closed in Grenoble and Avignon. We, none of the buses were running, and we got dropped off, like, 30 minutes outside of the city. And then we walked for a really long time to finally catch a bus and had to ask a lot of bus drivers for help just to get into the center of town. And our favorite travel story, we saw a French father... Hitting this child with a flip flop and then kissing him afterwards. <laughs> and then, oh no, that was no, that that was in Montpellier. No, I I swear, wasn't that because we took the metro, or that was in Montpellier as that we were was, taking the metro into town? Yes, that was okay. I thought that was the. I thought that that was we took That's a bus to the metro in that was like no because she was literally and in a perfect case study of children learn from their parents so this little so is this father and his two sons like one was like probably like six and the other one was like two like a toddler and the toddler was crying like not even he was like joke crying and so the dad was like hitting him with a flip with a a newspaper not a flip-flop a newspaper (laughs) and then he would be like and then he would like hug him and kiss him and be like whatever and then and it was like a cycle because then the kid would like cry a little bit and then he would do that and then later the kid the older brother takes the newspaper and starts hitting the dad (laughs) wow dysfunctional family yeah we've seen we've seen things but yeah, that was that was definitely the most shit show of a trip. But our other trips 
were fine. I mean, I guess Neem not getting to go to Pont de Gare, but we still got to see like everything else in Neem, and that was good. Yeah. And so what's the trip tomorrow looking like? Or are you guys headed? Not tomorrow, Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that should be good. Michael, is there any other mishaps or funny stories? We want to hear the music festival story. Oh, thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. We got derailed. So I don't think I've actually told the story in the podcast. Maybe because I was so traumatized. Maybe because I was so traumatized. Richard was actually the first person I told because I met him at the bus station on the way to the airport the next morning. So he got my fresh wrath. It was very Um, fresh. It was very fresh. It was very, it was very fresh. It was raw. (laughs) It was. So Michael is a festival guy. He's a frequent festival goer. And there was, we found out that there was a festival in X and we were like, okay, let's go to that. Michael actually bought his ticket way before I did. Um, I like joined last minute because I was like, you know what? I do want to go and Michael's going. So I at least know someone. So we plan to go together. And of course we need to pregame because alcohol there is going to be expensive or, and we're not going to be allowed to bring in alcohol. And so Michael was in charge of getting drinks and bought a bottle of wine and tequila yeah. I think we'd wine and tequila. Please. Yeah. Please feel free to cut in at any time if I get any of this wrong. Although you're not going to be able to in about two minutes of the story. So, <clears throat> so we are pre-gaming and I think that I drank about 40% of the bottle of tequila. Michael says it was about 30, 70. I think it was 40, 60. But he was saying that he was heavy pouring for himself. We also were using mugs. So there was no measuring of shots. We were pouring tequila in mugs and mixing with orange juice. We were making screwdrivers with tequila. And so then we, you know, we drink, we figure out what time we need to take the bus to get there. And it's going to be like a long walk from the bus station, whatever. So first thing that goes wrong we get to the, the stop, the bus stop, and I had given Michael my stuff because I didn't want to bring a purse, and I didn't have, like, a little purse. So I gave him my ID, my debit card, and my bus pass to put in his pocket. They somehow made it out of his pocket. I saw him zip them into his pocket, and at some point, they got unzipped and put on his desk, and we didn't realize this before so luckily the bus stop is right outside his apartment like a two-minute walk so we get to the bus station and we're like good we have like five minutes till the bus comes and then we realize we don't have the bus cards or our ids or credit cards or debit cards (laughs) and so michael goes back to his apartment it takes him a really long time to get the cards um apparently this is when he blacked out so i don't know if you know if you remember this michael but um it took you a really long time to get back the bus passed obviously while i was sitting there um he came back got on the bus no problem we're walking to the music festival it's a really sketchy walk but there's other people walking it so like we're like okay we know we're going the right place we find the venue finally um and i'm so we finally get to the venue and you know i'm a speed walker we mm-hmm. all know this. Um, blessing and a curse. I think most people are annoyed by it. Um, and in Michael's state, he couldn't keep up. He's actually probably one of the only people I've ever met who can outspeed walk me. <laughs> Not in that condition. He can't. Um, and so I finally see the entrance. And I'm like, finally, I'm so ready to go inside. Because all my alcohol is wearing off after, which clearly shows that I did not drink as much as Michael. Because I was fine. I was probably, by the time we got to the festival, I was like a solid like five out of ten. 
at that point. So we see the festival. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going. I think Michael is right behind me. So I show my ticket. I get in whatever. And I turn around and Michael's not there. I'm like, what? And so I go and talk to the security guard. And I'm like, and I'm like, why? Like, what's wrong? Oh, you text me, Michael. So I text Michael. There's also no service in this venue. So I have to like step outside to like get service. And so I text Michael. I was like, why aren't you like coming in? Because I could see him through the window. And mm-hmm. he's like, they won't let me in for some reason. So I asked the security guard. I was like, why won't you let him in? He's like, he's too drunk. I'm like, really, Michael? You couldn't, like, pretend to be sober? <laughs> like, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, I thought, like, he was handling himself fine. But apparently they yeah. could really tell. So you did the something. security guards, they're on Yeah, it. apparently. Then I'm like, okay, like, go, like, sober up for 10 minutes and try again. Like, just try, just try again in 10 minutes. Be the best actor right now. And so I go in and try and, like, just enjoy myself, talk to people for 10 minutes. Not go into the festival, but there was, like, the foyer outside and there was a lot of people we knew. So I was talking to people. Um, And then I go back outside and I text Michael, like, hey, you're going to try again? And he's like, yeah. And then he I love I'm like okay and so I go back inside and wait for him and he doesn't come and then I go back outside like probably like three minutes after this and he's gone and I look and I call him and he picks up and he's like and I'm like are you gonna try and get in he's like honestly I just want to go home I'm like well how are you gonna do that and he's like I'm going home and so he I got a long night. He was done. <laughs> apparently. And so I look at his location and he's 15 minutes away already. <laughs> I don't know how he walked that fast in his condition. <laughs> so then I called him and I'm like, Michael, come back here right now. And he's like, and he's like, okay. And he hangs up. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, and so I'm standing by the window, like waiting for him to come back. <laughs> And I'm watching his dot on, thank God I had him on Fine Friends. If I didn't have him on Fine Friends, like, he would have been lost to the world. Like, this would have been a whole police search in the city of Axel oh And um, because God knows where he was, honestly, if I didn't have his location. So I then am checking the dot and he's going away. And I'm, and then now he's 25 minutes away from me. And I'm like, and I call him, I'm like, Michael, like, what are you doing? And he's like, and he's like, I need help. I was like, oh, do you need me to come get you? He's like, yes. And so I'm, of course, very oh, upset because I paid, I paid to get in this festival, did not get to go in, did my makeup, which I never do my makeup. Like, it was a whole thing. I was upset. And I couldn't just leave Michael because he also had the key to my apartment. So, like, if if I was really feeling savage, and he didn't have my things, I would have been like, he'll find his way home if I had my things. And I was like, because I would be like, I'm determined to go to the festival. But no, I couldn't even do that because I was going to be locked out of my apartment. Like, I couldn't even, like, go to my apartment. But also, I had planned to stay the night at Michael's apartment because we were going to get back late and there wasn't a bus close to my apartment building because we live in two separate apartment complexes. And so I had planned to, like, stay the night and we got back. So I start walking in the dark at 1 a.m., in the middle of the night um, by myself (laughs) to go find Michael. And this walk involved an underpass crossing over the freeway, going through several neighborhoods 
And I'm like calling Michael periodically. And he was so gone that he could do nothing except pick up the phone. <laughs> he could not use his phone. He could not, he could not use his phone. All he could do was slide the accept call. <laughs> he could not, nothing else. And I think hey, at least he could do that. I'm or else he would have been in a worse position, yeah. Well, I mean, I had his location either way. So anyway, so I'm walking back huffing and cussing this whole time because I'm really in a huff about this. I'm very upset. I'm exhausted. I'm like, the night has been ruined. We didn't, we made it to the music festival, didn't get to see anything. So I'm walking on the side of the street, the middle of the night. Of course, someone pulls over, a guy pulls over and he's like, Hello? Gets good. Do, you need, do you need help? And I was like, can you like drive me five minutes that way? Like I'm trying to find my friend, whatever. On which you know, forgot all about stranger danger. That but was you know not- what though? I what I say though is that I was so high on adrenaline that like I and like anger that I could have like taken this guy. He also wasn't the most athletic looking sort and he wasn't very big. So like I think if things had gone sideways, I would have been okay. Anyway. So this guy seemed like fine enough. And so I get in the car and I'm like, literally just like five minutes that way. And I'm like, and he's like, so like, why, what are you doing? Like, why are you walking? I'm like, my friend ran off. Like I need to go get, and he's like, your friend or your boyfriend. And I'm like, honestly, I probably should have said boyfriend. Cause I would have shut him up. But I said friend. Cause I wasn't thinking about this at this point. And he was like, Oh, can I get your Snapchat? I'm like, drive. I'm like, drive. <laughs> and so finally we find Michael on the side of, the road and he had actually passed his apartment oh he walked past his apartment and so the guy i get out of the car i'm like thank you whatever i find michael and his face is covered in blood and i'm like what happened and of course he doesn't know he has no idea and his he's like all scraped up and i'm like okay well he definitely fell because there was climbing over fences involved in this journey um and so like he I'm like he definitely tripped and fell anyway and so then I was like okay let's go luckily we were like a five ten minute walk from the apartment so that was the good thing and he was being difficult about going back to the apartment so I literally like had him by the arm like being like because he could he still was like completely blacked out like not able to walk up like stand up straight walk straight nothing and so I'm just like trying to keep him upright so that he doesn't fall again and he's like fighting me like no I can like walk by myself (laughs) and then I let him walk by himself and he starts going the wrong direction I'm like no I'm holding your arm right now and so I get us back to the apartment finally to clean him up because he's covered in blood and then he just face plants in the bed we have to both fit in this tiny little bed somehow and he just face plants and this and michael weighs a good 50 pounds more than me like enough enough (laughs) that it's hard to maneuver his dead body basically and so and so yeah didn't i don't even you took your own shoes off I think that's about it. But then you just got, you just fell into bed with the rest of your clothes. So I had to roll you into the wall so that I could actually fit in the bed anyway. So, and then because the best way to fit in these tiny beds, because they're smaller than twin beds, mm-hmm. is have feet by heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I decided that sock feet were probably going to smell better than bare feet. So I had some of the worst sleep of my life after this whole adventure with my. Michael's sneaky feet by my face all night 
And then it only gets it only gets better too. So then I wake up in the morning. I have a oh I have a flight to Barcelona the next afternoon to catch. So I needed to get home, shower, finish packing, get to the airport. So I got about like four or five hours of sleep. Not even I didn't even fall asleep. I don't think. And I like try and wake Michael up to tell him I'm leaving. He's dead to the world still. I'm like okay. And so I go home. I shower. I get all my stuff. I get to the Garutier to get to go to the airport to catch the bus. That's where I run into Richard. This is where I tell Richard this whole story very angrily, I'm sure. And I get to Barcelona and I'm on the metro. And Michael texts me. He's like, hope you got home okay. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I did. Thank you so much for asking. I'm like, how much of last night do you remember? He's like, not much, to be honest. So I had to fill in all this. It's like the festival was great. The music was amazing. I could have told you anything, Michael, honestly, because you don't remember from when we got to the bus station after you went and got our cards. And then you remember me finding you. And that's it. Correct. Yeah. So the second I turned around to go back to my apartment to get the bus passes, is the last thing I remember. And then I remember like a flash of when you found me. But other than that, I have a complete loss of about 10 hours. Yes. And so I filled him in um, when I got to Barcelona. And yeah, that was clearly, if we compare that to walking 40 minutes at 7am to the TGV station in Avignon, not really comparable but you know an eventful trip nonetheless yeah it was michael you're lucky i like you we'll just we'll just say that we'll just say that because if it was yeah i am i i just like to publicly say that i'm eternally grateful to you and (laughs) i am most likely still alive because you sacrificed your night to come save me. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's a happily ever after. I think that's a great way to end our podcast and transition to our last segment, which is song of the week. And so every week we choose a song that we've been listening to and we share it. So whoever is ready can go first. I don't even know, man. I've not been listening to new music. Michael, Richard, got anything? So I've been listening to a lot of new EDM music lately. Um, And one song that I really like is called I Confess by Biscuits and Romeo. Oh, what a, what a name. Nice. I think, okay. So you know me, I listen to the radio pop songs and one that I've really enjoyed every time it's come on is Creepin'. By the weekend and someone else. Twenty one savage. Thank you. Very nice. I see. I don't even know what's popular at home right now because I'm just in like my Spotify downloads bubble, and so I listen to the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I'm sure there's like new music all the time. So Mm -hmm. I just it's interesting that I'm just not up to date on what's being listened to at home. Richard, I have nothing. What do you? What have you been listening to? So I was, I have specific uh, music taste and I was very much listening to this little tiny Dutch 
pop slash indie band and their very good song is called Honey There Is No Time and the band is called Feng Shui so maybe check it out Ooh, yes we have a we have a playlist where we link all the songs for people so hopefully we'll get them some more exposure if I have to pick a song I don't I don't even know I mean I'm listening right now what I've been listening to is Planet Her by Doja Cat the album um which I don't know that's just been the mood I've been in lately so yeah there's not even I feel like I've mentioned all the songs before so I can't even I mean I still love I don't do drugs like that's still my favorite song on the album but the whole album is very very good um yeah right thank you Michael and Richard so much for being on the podcast we really appreciate it I feel like I like dominated that last like 15 minutes but you know Michael couldn't really contribute to telling that story so (laughs) it had to it had to be majority told by me um by nature for the record I'm going to stand by that I drank 75% of that bottle because like for the viewers at home, I'm holding up the glasses that we were drinking out of. <laughs> I was drinking out of a coffee mug and she was drinking out of a, a yogurt cup, a slightly larger than espresso sized cup. <laughs> and so as you might be able to tell from the descriptions of those that the coffee mug is quite quite a bit larger and i can verify that yes i so i was pouring to half of the coffee mug and then half orange juice same for acacia she was going half tequila half orange juice except my glass was considerably larger considerably large but then now we've we've learned that michael and tequila don't mix well um at least in that quantity so although we had tequila today we had margaritas today but obviously that's like not enough to take you down because also also i also wanted to say this this night happened after michael said that he now had such a good tolerance for alcohol that he could not get drunk yeah so that was that was also leave it at that. hilarious yeah, anyway. yes thank you michael and richard for being on the podcast hopefully you enjoyed it richard i hope you weren't scrolling on instagram that entire story um yeah. i was i was i was listening to you all the time and thank you very much for not inviting me but letting me in <laughs> <laughs> Of course. I had a great time. And let's see how will Michael do after these Czech beers we are playing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck. Have a good rest of your night. And thank you guys again. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Staccato. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us some stars and a review telling us what you think.